Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This week on The Kindness Project, we talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, hybrid creatures, and we are joined by Joshua Cartwright, author of Is Self-Esteem Just a Big Con? And welcome to The Kindness Project. So we start again? Um, I'm joined by a girl who is one movie into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Charlotte Dames. And I'm joined by a man who's half a movie away from the end of the Marvel I Cinematic am. Universe. I it's am. Chris Dames. I, I'm, I'm on the end game. I'm on the end game. I've gone through Black Panther. I've gone through Ant- Ant-Man and the Wasp. I've gone through um, Thor Ragnarok. And I am now in a position yes. where... Okay. Yeah, we've got audio. Sorry. <laughs> I, I had to check. It gets desperate when you're running a podcast and um, you've just got to check for the audio every time. But we're, we're there. We're there on that, aren't we? Yeah, well, he's, he's halfway through Endgame and I've decided to watch them in chronological order based on the... Contents. Oh my god, it's really. So I'm on. I've just finished Captain America: The First Avenger. So you're not watching it in order they were made. You're no. watching it in order of when they were set. Yeah. Endgame will blow your mind then because it's all about time travel. They go. They visit every single. I know. Part. I've seen. I've seen Infinity War. Okay. It all was. Right. It was on in the library at school. Uh, and we're joined by uh, our very own. Uh, kindness and mindful superhero. It's Joshua. How are you, mate? Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm fine. It's a lovely sunny morning, and uh, I hear you, man. When, when I got Disney Plus 2, just binged all the way through it. You know what? I'm not normally... You know what? I am a binge-watcher of documentaries normally, but fiction, I'm not a, I'm not a big binge-watcher of. I know you love a box set, but I... I typically don't, but the Marvel movies are, are getting me at the minute. Which brings us on to our question of the podcast, which uh, I've been a bit lackadaisical. It's actually actually a word that um, uh, today because I've only just posted it. But um, can you tell us who your favourite superhero is and why? Um, and let's do some Sunday morning shout-outs. Shout-out to Justin. Shout-out to Steph. Hope you're doing well, Steph. Shout-out to Russ. Shout-out to Stephen Stewart. And shout-out to Kelly for joining us this morning. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. Who's your favourite My favourite... Well, I, you know, I'm not, that really, I'm not really that into superheroes, but um, <laughs> you asked that question, I'm like, superheroes? But um, I quite, I quite like... Uh, I was going to say Black Widow because I saw this one scene where she broke out of that chair and it was... The, the Black time. Widow? Yeah. Okay, fair she's, enough. She's not a super, but she's a hero. No, fair enough. I, I like it. I, I, I actually... I, weirdly, I think they paint the characters of the supervillains sometimes better than, better than superheroes. Yes, villains they? are always better than heroes. It's just... <laughs> not... Not in morality ways, but oh. the, the heroes are the heroes aren't as well constructed as the villains. Yeah, most there's always of the time. there's always an interesting backstory. Yeah, in like it, I'm sorry, Loki is such a cool character. It, well, uh, true. So, who, uh, but he, in the Marvel Cinematic he Universe, he switches, doesn't yeah. he? So, uh, yeah, it's a bit more complex. Joshua, who's your favourite superhero? It's funny actually. I mean, I like Captain America because he's a really good guy, but I really like. Um, you know, Iron Man because uh, Tony, Tony Stark. Stark is always pushing the boundaries of, of what can be done. Mm. So if I could have a, you know, a mix of the two, um, I, I'd take both of them. But if I had to choose one, it would be Captain America. You know what? Uh, 
you know, he's just trying to do the right thing, you know. No, I love it. I love it. Um, I I've got um I've got a bit of a uh, uh attraction to the underdog story. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> why did you roll your eyes at that? <laughs> for me, Ant Man. Just genius, oh. absolute genius, and like sort of the the, the oh. fact the fact that they put retro stuff into the Ant Man films, the massive Thomas the Tank Engine yeah. in the first Ant Man movie was amazing. I like I like Banner, not not a Hulk Banner. Uh, who, who would you go for? Who would you, I mean, who would you have around for dinner, Banner or the Hulk? Both. But in the in the last one, he is both. Yeah, I know. So, so that that's all good. So, uh, unofficial. Haven't question. seen it, but I know that. Official question of the podcast is: Who's your favourite superhero? Unofficial question of the podcast who's is: Who's your favourite villain? Who, who's your fa- who's your favourite super villain? Um, there's only one choice for me: Magneto from the X Men. Mm. Yeah, who's your favourite villain, Joshua? It's it's a good question. I mean. Um... What a lady was saying is true. The villains are often better drawn than uh, than the heroes. I mean, even uh, what's his name, uh, Steppenwolf from uh, Justice League. It was all about, you know, I have to do this thing and it's right. Well, actually, no, it's not right. You're a psycho. But um, he had a reason for doing what he what he does. Whereas some of the superheroes, you know, they're just good. Yeah. Um, but That's yeah, I, like I think Frankenstein. actually Magneto is probably one of the more interesting ones because. Throughout the films, he tries to be good and he tries to mm. sort of live a life not using his powers and he just gets knocked down again and again. Eventually, he just goes bad and it's it's really understandable. You can empathise with that. Yeah, true, true. Um, so, what, what did you say your favourite Sid villain was? No, that's one of, the, one of the reasons I like... I like Frankenstein because he's just he's trying to get his head around it and he can't really understand humanity and he just kind of wants the person who made him to pay attention to him and then when he realises like he's dro- driven the person who made him to death he kind of goes off and yeah. kind of makes that is that is like turning up at a future introduction for the Kindness Project podcast I'm going to just say I'm a Frankenstein sympathiser <laughs> The girl who sympathises with Frankenstein, it's Charlotte Dunst. Just because he killed the man's wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just. Yeah, just. Um, can you let, if people do want to get in touch with us, uh, where can they get in touch with us to let us know their answer to who their favourite superhero is? Right, yes. So, if you're currently watching it, this, you're on our Facebook. Ta-da! Um, but if you're not currently watching this and you're listening to this, um, you'll probably be listening to this, what, three months later? Maybe. Uh, so you can find us on the Kindness Project podcast Facebook page and the likelihood is you will probably find this live somewhere on this that page. Yeah. Uh, we have a Twitter, at Ola Kindness. Yeah. Uh, we have... A email or at the kind of uk. Yes, um, we have an, we have a website which is the kindness project. If you just search it, it will come up. Um, uh, anything else? I'm trying to remember if I covered everything. All of the, MySpace, all Friends of, Reunited. Friends Reunited, we're not on anymore because apparently that's gone now. 
Yeah, LinkedIn. <laughs> Why would we be on LinkedIn? <laughs> we should be on LinkedIn. Um, uh, but what you can do is uh, listen to every single episode of every single previous Kindness Project, and there's now 118 episodes. Uh, apparently, apparently, quite a lot of people enjoy it nowadays. Um, uh, so we are. Yeah, you can listen to all of them um, uh, if you'd like to. Um, and we've had some amazing guests talking about the amazing work they're doing in the world so feel free to do that um, or if you wanted to if you were a Kindness Project super fan because apparently send a pigeon <laughs> send a pigeon was it when, when's the last time we were sending pigeons send a letter by a pigeon by a pigeon we only accept communication by a pigeon now alright um, they must send, have a name as well yeah and their name must be Captain Pigeon. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, if Pigeon you, Man. <laughs> if it's not half man, half pigeon, and the wings have got to be pigeon, the rest has got to be man. We will not accept. Can you imagine a little pigeon? We will pigeon? not read out your message live. You, can you imagine a little pigeon? Except it's, it's entirely a pigeon, except the legs. It's just a human legs running out. Now, what I want to see is a is a human. And then just pigeon legs. That's what I want to say. I think that'd be better. Um, unofficial question of the podcast, and we're coming to you on this one as well, Joshua. <laughs> um, what is your favourite animal-human combination? What would you What would you go for? I don't know. Well, the Minotaur's pretty cool. Um, animal-human combination. Okay. Um, I mean, I know we've got Aquaman, but I think the idea of a maybe a human combined with um, uh, maybe uh, I sort of think a human combined with a shark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what parts? What? That's the problem. And they can hunt. They can detect stuff. I don't know. I mean, it's such a random question, but I think that's what comes to mind. A human with gills. There you, you go. A human with gills. Well, there's actually this thing. It's a because um, you know I I love mythology, and I was going down. I was you know centaurs are half human, half horse, and I found this thing. It's half, but not half. Part human, part horse, part fish. Look. As I said, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the underdog, so give me a give me a, an animal you wouldn't normally suspect, suspect to go in. I'm going half man, half squirrel. I was thinking pigeon, <laughs> parrot, so, parakeet. So we'll wait for your half, uh, half and half or snake. answers. Half man, half snake could be cool. Yeah. Um, but what we do promise to do, um, Joshua, we're going to come to you and interview you in about five minutes. So- um, I want to I want to um, tell you a little bit about our friend Dave Forsdyke mm-hmm. and his silver linings. So Joshua, just so you know, Dave's been doing this for about a month since we've been in, lock- in lockdown, and every day he sends us um, um, stories of people doing amazing stuff in the world. So we love it on the Kindness Project, mm-hmm. and Dave's really helped us out in terms of giving us a bit of content that we can read out every day, <laughs> which is useful. Does us a job. Um, so thanks, Dave. We really appreciate it. Um, <laughs> apparently, um, uh, there's one sport l- flourishing in the lockdown, and that starts. Friday saw the first of 32 consecutive nights of world-class darts in the PDC Home Cup. 
So there's people playing darts at home, and then I suppose like doing it via Zoom. <laughs> I, I, That's I, fun. I can't imagine, apart from potentially eSport, like sort of uh, World of Warcraft, sport, World of Warcraft, and stuff like that. Any other sports that you can play at, at home? Maybe chess. What are you? Any any ideas, Joshua? Anything from you, sports wise? Gosh, um, yeah. I mean, you could you could shoot hoops inside. I guess. Good day. Um, I know that, I mean, it's not a sport, but my, my kids have started, um, I, I found a pen pal letter that someone sent me from 1982. I mean, literally, I only found it a few days ago. And they got inspired and they're sort of writing letters to each other, flashing them on WhatsApp and, and sending them off. Oh, I love that. Um, but in terms of sports, yeah, mini golf. You could do that inside. Mini golf, yeah. You could set up your own calls. Parkour. <laughs> Yeah, but once you've jumped over your sofa 12 times, what else are you going to do? Jump on the dining table. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know what? I'll tell you what happened the other day. What? I think I mentioned it on Friday's podcast, so apologies if you were watching on Friday and um, and I mentioned it it again. I went out for my sort of social isolated run and took Sophie out on the bike the other day. Um, Run all the way. We were lucky enough to have a county park around the back of the house. So ran all the way to what's now a closed bird sanctuary and mm. they've got benches and a cafe and stuff like that but it's all cold the benches are there and um i started jumping on the it was just me and sophie just i was just jumping on the bench for a bit of exercise and jumping back down and she just went to me dad i'm gonna ride on you are the most embarrassing dad ever well i knew that already mm-hmm. so there was that wasn't really uh what really bad news. I think I pride myself, actually, on being as embarrassing as yeah. possible. Joshua, are you any good at being an embarrassing dad? Oh, well, my uh, my daughter, Heather, who's now 25, um, she told me that I only officially grew up in my mid-30s because she'd be the sensible one walking down the street and I'd be jumping on the walls. I mean, who doesn't like walking on the walls? You know, you jump and you balance and then yeah. you find the... Uh, um, you know the posts and you jump between the posts and yeah she just get really embarrassed i love embarrassing my children i believe it's every father's duty to do that <laughs> i reckon so as well mate i'm gonna so, do it to all my kids so you can okay. check out the, uh, <laughs> you can check out the official um, pdc youtube channel with all of the home pdc cups and um again uh dave shouted out to captain tom moore who is up to, according to this email, I think he's on a lot more than this. This now. was two hours ago. Uh, well, this, Probably out of date. This was, this was two hours ago, so it's definitely out of date. Two hours ago, he's up to 25 million. Um, and I've got a feeling that that's going up and up and up and up. Um, so thank you, Tom Moore, for raising uh, all that money for NHS charities. And you can find out about where that money goes. Um, uh, on um, You can find out where that money goes on um, www.nhscharitiestogether.co.uk. That's amazing stuff. Um, And uh, he's still raising money. So you can go, if you wanted to donate to um, Captain Tom, you can go to www.justgiving.co.uk. A few few other ones from Dave. The Oval Tavern in Croydon has found ways to keep its regulars and their children engaged during the long lockdown. 
online live music, children's stories, and a virtual festival being enjoyed by the pub community. A doctor in Baltimore is delivering kits to frontline medical staff to help them cope uh, wearing PPE all day. Now, I don't know whether this dog doctor is half man, half doctor. I was thinking there's a vet, but sure. <laughs> so you're thinking vet. I'm thinking half man, half do do doctor. The likelihood is... He's probably a dog with some bandages that he's just delivering. Oh! Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of animals helping us out. <laughs> oh! Like, like that, like it was never that. What did you assume? I assumed it was just a vet who just treated dogs. Right, okay. Um, and um, apparently, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber is at it again, and he's. Um, he is, yeah. Did you, did you and Mum watch Jamie? There's something about Jamie. Oh, uh, we were going to. But the version that was, that had the best quality was taken down, so we ended up watching Edward Scissorhands. Oh, good good choice on Disney Plus. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Right. So, any silver linings for you, uh, Joshua? What have you loved hearing about whilst in lockdown? Because as, as we've said, it's not a particularly positive time, but there are silver linings to everything, isn't there? Yeah, there is. I mean, a, a lot of people I know have. Um, uh, they, they've taken up hobbies and they've been broadcasting tutorials. So, uh, you know, my wife's in South America, and you know, a lot of her friends are from the Caribbean. So, sort of scattered over the Facebook pages now, you can learn how to, you know, how to bake bread, yeah. how to how to make different kind of curries. The other thing is because um, I co-run a library, we have been instructed to start making uh, videos that we can, um, you know. Put out to the public so a lot of my colleagues have been filming arts and crafts with their kids and that's just been absolutely wonderful everything from painted stones to kind of um, you know lipstick murals on the windows so people walking past can see the kids doing uh, you know trees and flowers and stuff with different colors of lipstick Love it. you know that's that's been really sweet to see yeah. and, i think and the most encouraging thing though is the way that um people have been reaching out to each other i mean i suspect this is the same for most people but just you know reaching out to people they haven't seen for years and checking they're okay um i really hope that continues beyond this time yeah i think it's shown how important the sort of connection that we've all got yeah, is um definitely. yeah that's 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 fundamentally important couple of couple of comments we've had John Sharman apparently has got all of the superheroes tattooed on his arm. <laughs> so so look, look forward to uh, seeing that, John. And Kay said, Captain Tom, what an amazing man. I think he should become a superhero. I'd like to see Captain Tom. Who says Tom. he isn't already? Well, he is a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, exactly. He is a bit. Yeah, so all good. Now, Joshua, we are conscious that it's Sunday morning and you've got other stuff to do. So um, I just want to get around to talking, about, talking to you um, uh, about what you're up to, uh, talking about your recent book. Thank you for sending that to me, by the way, and sharing some tips and ideas that might help people at the current time. So tell us a little bit about you. Okay, I think this is always the most difficult part, but... Uh... Um, I'm married with children. Um, I've been a Christian for about 23 years. About 10, about 15, no, about 12 years ago, I trained as a cognitive behavioural uh, coach, and I ran my own business for a few years, just coaching uh, business people how to deal with issues in their personal lives. And during that time, in the last 10 years, I started writing books about what I'd learned. Um, 
as you call them, popular psychology books, but eventually, or essentially they're designed to help people manage their mental and emotional states better. Yeah. So, um, so I've been writing those for a few years. Um, I got into writing children's books <laughs> recently in the last few years, and that's okay. been going well. Um, and I invent things as well. Uh, it may seem completely random, but I, I work with a guy in America. We invent uh, kitchen products and um, and hair products as well. But that's probably another story. Okay. Okay. So, so you've got quite a lot going on then, right? Yeah, certainly creatively, um, I live a full life. Yeah, and 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 what do you get out of writing? I mean, I, I like to write. What do you get out of writing books? I think that there's two things. Um, for me, with the knowledge that I have about emotional state management, there's the joy of knowing that I can actually help people who are at different stages of their development because, you know, We've all got the potential to learn to manage ourselves better, but you know, some areas of our lives we're, we're more there than not. Yeah. Um, with the children's books, it's just the joy of uh, creating new characters and telling stories, and, and you know, I won't lie, I enjoy getting the feedback that people like the stories and they take pleasure in them. Yeah. What about you? Um, my the, my only so I'm writing a book at the minute uh, based on the work that we've done and the interviews we've done on the kindness project, but my only book um, mm. that I've ever published available in no good bookshops is is on pensions, um, and it it sold alright. I did have to get the royalty check through, don't I? Pennies. <laughs> I don't tell you about it. Clearly, that's going in my pot. Um, but um, I, I enjoyed the cathartic process of sharing ideas, which is why I'm really enjoying writing the book about the interviews we're we're doing on the kindness project. Um, but my my book is a pensions book. It's very niche. It's very very niche. But the the, the people who get the niche quite enjoy it, don't they? Um. <laughs> you didn't. I didn't. Um, but the the book on the book on kindness, I'm really I'm really excited about, and it's really interesting because the the fact that we get the opportunity to do this and interview loads of amazing people, you're always learning from when you interview mm. somebody, which is one of the reasons that we we really enjoy doing this. So so yeah, it's good fun. Talk to me about your recent book that you sent me. Okay, well, I wasn't actually expecting to write it because the last psychology book I wrote uh, was about four years ago. It was called Your Mind is a Liar. And I thought I'd poured everything useful I had at the time into it. But when, you know, when the coronavirus pandemic really started hitting, um, you know, I was sent home from work, you know, on furlough. And for the first week, uh, you know, I, I won't lie, I had a few moments of feeling a bit panicky because, you know, it was freaky. Scary, yeah. But... I was actually quite calm and I started thinking, well, this is interesting. What's going on? And then I realized that I'd been doing um, mental focusing exercises and breathing exercises um, on and off for a couple of years. And I just thought, you know what? This is probably going to go on for a while. Maybe there's something I can do to help. Um, and I'd had over 20 years experience of personal development. And there's a lot of stuff out there and a lot of it either doesn't work or it's just like, you know, having a drink, you feel okay for a few hours and then you've got to deal with reality again. So I thought, what can I put together that will actually help people develop a, a greater sense of calm in their nervous system? Because even though I trained as a cognitive behavioral coach, you know, to do with thoughts and how thoughts affect the body, 
the truth is that when stress builds up, it tends to get trapped in the body, and that's a lot harder to deal with. You know, with your thoughts, you can eventually, you know, examine them and actually look at whether you're being reasonable or not. But stress, and especially the stress of people in lockdown, it's going to tend to build up. Um, you know, we're probably going to be hearing a lot more about people just you know, losing the plot. So I looked at what I had, and I thought, okay, I need a couple of easy wins in there. So I'll talk about that in a minute with the sniper breathing. But essentially, I wanted techniques that would help people foundationally be calm more often. And it doesn't mean you'll go around like a, you know, like a, I don't know, like the Dalai Lama. You know, we should be so lucky <laughs> to be that calm. But what it does mean is if you do these exercises regularly, when you feel upset, because we all do, you can calm yourself down okay. a lot faster and have a clear mind. Okay, so tell us about a couple of these really simple, quick wins, simple okay. exercises that people can use. Sure. Um, well, there's, there's a couple in there that I call basic training. One of them um, I can show you right now. Uh, now, I don't know whether any of you are old enough to remember Action Man. Um, yeah, the, the, I, 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 I do vaguely. Charlotte won't, will you? No. 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 Okay, well, um, let's just say it. Oh. Gosh, I'm going to have to my age. But at the end of the 70s, there was an action man toy, and he had this really cool feature. Remember, you know, we had no internet, no DVDs, no mobile phones, no nothing. So this may not seem so cool now, but um, can I just can I just say the look of shock on Charlotte's face when you said no internet? She was just like. I could, did the world exist? I could go a couple of days without internet. A <laughs> couple of days! <laughs> but I'd need my DS, and that wasn't released until, like, 2010. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 sorry, just just on a complete aside. Uh, my, what was your first, like, computer, Joshua? Me? Oh, yeah, oh, gosh. Um, it was an Acorn Electron, which was the poor cousin of the BBC, BBC Micro. Yeah, I remember that. Um, my first one was a Commodore 64. Um, oh, and, I'm so jealous. Oh, oh. That, they were they was amazing. And um, <laughs> and 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 yeah, I but but I, I was I was trying to I was uh, I was trying to explain to Charlotte the other day that when I wanted to play a game, I had to go to the shop, go and buy a tape, come back. <laughs> wait for half hour for it to load, and then play the actual game. And she, she was just looking at me like I was from another planet. You still have to do that on the PlayStation sometimes. You don't have to leave the house. You just have to go into the store and it's all online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you still have to wait half an hour yeah. to two hours. Yeah, for the download. For the download. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about um, Action Man then. Yeah, so this action man he had this really cool thing which was eagle eyes basically there was a little tab in the back of his head and he'd pull the tab left and his eyes would go right and he'd pull the tab right and his eyes would go left and you'd take him out to the garden and you'd build up mound molds and you'd you know you'd you'd kill the russians i know that's very politically incorrect but the cold war was still on then mm. um and what i discovered was um there's a guy who wrote a book on the vagal nerve, which is uh, sort of a, a, a major nerve in the nervous system. And I'll show you what to do, but if you do this, it actually creates a kind of a reset in your nervous system and it makes you relax. Okay. It's very, very simple. And I called it um, Relaxion Man, you know. <laughs> Relaxion Man, I like the phrase. So what do you, what, what do you, what do you need to do? 
Sorry, say again. So what? So what do you do to uh, become relaxation man? <laughs> relaxation man. Yes. Uh, and in the book, I actually included a link to the original advert if you really want to see it. So you take your hands, you put them together, and you put them on the back of your head. So you have them resting quite firmly on your skull, just above where it sort of joins your spine. And then what you do, I'll, I'll say it before I briefly demonstrate it. Mm. You, all you do is you keep your head pointing ahead and you look to the left and you just keep looking to the left for between 30 and 90 seconds. Now, the position of your eyes is linked to certain functions in your brain, but basically you keep looking left. And after, I mean, for me, it's about 30 seconds, but they say it can take up to 90. What you'll find is you'll just feel this sigh escape you or you'll want to take a deep breath and that's a sign that um, your nervous system has done a reset and then you look ahead and then you look to the right and you just keep looking to the right for up to a minute and a half and it sounds incredibly simple but you know on youtube you get these um like clothing hacks you know you get someone who can turn a i mean my daughter watches them someone who can turn a pair of tights into like a halter neck uh top or they can turn um, a, a pair of trousers into, I don't know, a, a sort of a crop top and that kind of thing. In your nervous system, there are various hacks, and this is one of them. Cool, love it. And talk to me. I know, I know. In your book, there's a technique called sniper breathing. Talk to us a bit about that. Okay. Well, um, I like action films, and in a lot of films, there's hunting, and at the last minute before the the guy takes the shot, he he breathes out slowly and he takes the shot. And whilst I don't hunt, I presume that is to sort of to steady himself. So I came across this technique uh, by this guy called Dr. Mark Schoen. It's actually called the Schoen technique, but, you know, sniper breathing is much cooler. <laughs> and what you can do within about 40 seconds, if you start to feel anxious, you can actually bring yourself to a really focused state of calm um, again I'll, I'll talk about it and I'll demonstrate it and it does look a bit stupid so probably doing this in the, in the middle of the local shop is, is you know it's going to get people moving away from you far faster than a cough but, maybe, but, that, maybe, but, maybe that's what you want but mate, number one maybe that's what you want and number two in the embarrassing dad states where does this sit do you know what I mean? You could really embarrass your kids with this technique. Or you? your parents. Oh. <laughs> that is true. I might have just done my own grave there. Never mind. Well, now you're giving me ideas. I'll have to talk to my daughter about that one. So what you do is, firstly, you, you keep your mouth shut and you breathe in through your nose for a count of five or six. Everybody, Obviously, everybody's lung capacity is different, but just... And then you hold for a count of four or five... And what this does, it allows the CO2 uh, to, to build up and start to stabilise the way you feel. So you hold your breath for maybe five seconds. Now, this is the, the silly bit, but you need to do it this way. I don't know why. I've experimented doing it quietly. It doesn't work. <laughs> what you do with your out-breath, you breathe out for a second, pause for a second, breathe out for a second, pause for a second. And you do that three times, and on the fourth time, you let your breath out. So, shh, 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 shh. I don't know why. <laughs> and you do that joke. at least two or three times. <laughs> and I promise you, by the second or third time, you'll be like, oh, 
I'm all right. This is really cool. Amazing. It just works. Cool. Okay, we will be experimenting with that. Charlotte does <laughs> think that it sounds like a train. It does. It does. <laughs> but if it if it's a you know what I think all of this sort of stuff you want techniques in your locker to just help you cope with the current situation and 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 this sort of stuff is is fantastically useful. I'm a, I'm a firm believer in looking at um, what you're grateful for as a way to manage stress. But I know you've got a bit of a unique perspective on that. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. And, I mean, gratitude itself as a technique. I mean, a lot of people now have probably read an article that says you should, you know, write down five things you're grateful for every day. And, and, you know, this is fantastic. It's sort of moving out of the new age woo-woo into serious scientific study there are books yeah. on gratitude that, there is there is plenty of scientific research that talks about the um the benefits of gratitude in terms of um protecting your own mental health right it's true and um before i talk about the technique i do want to say something about gratitude um i've started to hear from friends that you know people are going a bit stir crazy being under each other's feet and Certainly right now, it would be easy to look around, be in a bad mood and say, you know, what have I got to be grateful for? One of the important points about, you know, writing out gratitude, writing out things you're grateful for, is to force yourself. Because um, you won't always feel like saying, you know, I'm grateful for lockdown. I'm grateful for not being at work. I'm grateful for being stuck in this house (laughs) for three weeks. So um, I do definitely believe in the importance of forcing yourself to find things you're grateful for but um, the take I have on it there's a technique in the book called feel the fear and love it anyway and when we feel fear or anxiety a lot of people that they might not consciously know it but they feel like they can only feel one emotion at a time I feel scared I feel anxious I, I feel fearful about the future and certainly right now the ability to get triggered by a lot less is you know is all around us but i'll explain this in terms of tastes it's possible to bring a positive emotion like gratitude and use it to take the edge of fear so it won't completely eliminate it uh, but what it will do it will flavor it so i don't know whether you uh you like curry? You, are you a curry person? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we quite like curry, don't we? We quite like curry. Yeah. Okay. My, so if you've got... My favourite curry is definitely... Go on, you know so this, if you've got you? a strong curry, uh, yeah, you can take the edge of it off it with some mango <laughs> chutney. Or you can have a glass of milk yeah. nearby. So you're experiencing both flavours at once. You're still getting the curry, but you're also getting the, shall we say, the more positive flavour to even out your experience of it so one of the techniques and it's it's a bit too difficult to explain here but essentially you will think of what makes you fearful or anxious and you'll bring in the flavor of gratitude you will have already thought of things you're grateful for and i teach you how to flavor the fear with gratitude and it's one of those things until you actually experience it it's very difficult to describe but you know think of vanilla ice cream and then you've got the sprinkles. Think of actually, you know, in those old westerns when um, when someone's digging a bullet out of someone's leg and they make them take a swig of vodka to dull the pain. Right. 
it's kind of like that, but in a positive way. Um, I've personally used it with anxieties that are deeper than just, you know, oh, there's the coronavirus coming on. Because obviously people have a lot of time to think right now. And during this time, you can come face to face with yourself and your own anxieties about things that were going on before this time. So I found this gratitude technique very useful for yeah. calming myself when I'm thinking about yeah. you know, things from the past. So is it as a counterbalance to the stress and fear that many of us are feeling at the mm-hmm. minute, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Where, can, uh, where can people find your books? Okay, um, at the moment, uh, it can be found on Amazon. Um, within a couple of days, they'll be able to go to smashwords.com um, and I don't know how long it takes them to distribute it, but within a few weeks, it will be on Apple Books. But at the moment, you can primarily find it on, on Amazon, any of the Amazon sites. Amazing. Thank you so much for that. Really appreciate you sharing your techniques. And if any of our audience try sniper breathing or thinking uh, about gratitude at times of stress or um or the one so so what's the one where you've where joshua just show us how the hands go again oh uh... put your hands together put them behind your head look to the left for 90 seconds and look to the right look to the right for 90 seconds. Okay, we, we are going to be eyes. we are going to be giving that a go. I'm just going to before I do it, I'm going to find the most. I'm going to take you. Um, we'll go on our hours exercise, and we'll find the most embarrassing place to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, just just see how humiliating it can be for both of us when we do it. See who gets humiliated first. It'll be you because I've done lots of embarrassing things. Oh, great stuff. So let's talk about the um, answers to the question of the podcast, and I might, I might carry for the first time ever. Um, I might carry this question of the podcast over because I think it's a good question, and we didn't give we enough didn't time. We didn't give it the opportunity. Yeah, like we so. gave it a short time, and it still did well. It's sti- it still did alright. Good right. job, my friend. Good, good job, viewers and listeners. But we might keep this open till tomorrow morning, Mark. I, I have, um, I have stolen. Wait, wait, wait for the joke. Wait for the joke. (laughs) First, uh, uh, let's just read out our comments. Desmond Barker said his favourite hero is uh, Spider-Man. Good choice. Trev Robinson likes the Hulk. Uh, Mark Hellerman said his favourite superhero is me. Modest as well. We like that. (laughs) Um, John Cook said Scarlet Witch. Um, And David Forsdyke said... Daredevil. <clears throat> Just want to read out Don Kirk's, who's you know, a bit touching. You know the one one thing I'm liking about I, I, you know what we aren't sponsored by Disney Plus. We are talking no. about this a lot. If you want to send us some cash, Disney, it'll do us a favour, won't it? You know. Well, we'll just pay for your subscription. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or send us a free whatever. Um, but um, uh, I tell you what, I'm I'm liking on Disney Plus as well. Pixar movies and the shorts because I think Pixar are just the just the best storytellers yeah, they're right. amazing they're amazing um, uh, and they're, what they're really good at is um, telling stories about family so the first 10 minutes of art I've seen you cry to that oh, so many times you know and then what? just turn the movie off I like think, that's you know, the whole movie but you know what I, I think I think if up was restricted to just 10 minutes 
it'd be a better movie. <laughs> it's a better short. That first 10 minutes is like, and literally I must have seen it a hundred times and it still makes You don't me even watch the rest of the movie. I, I watched the first 10 minutes, um, but because it's about family and I love, I love stories, really emotional stories about family and travel and dreams and stuff like that. And I almost did it in the, in the classes with me and. So that's why when... Dawn Kirk was asked about what superhero she admires. The fact that she said her dad. We're feeling you, Dawn. We like that. We like that. Uh, on that note. Ah. Oh, no, go on. Do your joke. <laughs> do your joke. Get ready to be, ma- Joshua, get ready to be massively underwhelmed by this, <laughs> by this amazing joke. Go on. Okay, what did the fisherman say to the magician? I don't know. What did the fish say to the magician? Finish it, please. <laughs> Is that what you said? Pick a cod, any cods. <laughs> That's not the worst. It's not the worst. It might be the worst. <laughs> On that note, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.